accumulative constructive survival value and accumulative destructive survival value, meaning that what uses a person, what a person uses to make of his time while thinking, saying, and doing are accumulative day after day, year after year, and as they accumulate, they are either constructive for the welfare of people or destructive, injuring people with whom he commingled. So as an example, uh, you know, you have a person with, that has a cumulative constructive survival value, which means that they are a good person, they're doing good things, they are creating good things, like Oprah Winfrey, as an example. There is a person who has a cumulative constructive survival value. She's doing amazing things in this country. She's going a long way from where she was, and now look at you know what she has accomplished. But then on the opposite side of the spectrum, look at someone like Adolf Hitler, right, who had a kind of destructive survival value. And that, that was the illustration that they used in Fred Barge's book. The, you know, very destructive, did not help mankind in any way, shape, or form, right? So, so that applies to, to a lot of these different things. And I think, to me, one of the most important bits of this comes from the textbook of chiropractic. I don't know if anybody's ever read Stevenson's chiropractic textbook uh, from the 1920s, I think 1926, 27. Um, I know you may have talked about the, uh, the 33 principles, right, uh, that I'm, you probably had in Dr. Koch's class. Um, well, this is, uh, this is the, the original, comes from Stevenson's textbook um, back in 1927. And uh, when you talk about these principles uh, of the survival value, right, this survival value, one of the most important aspects of this survival value is momentum. Momentum. So let me see if I can find that quote because I think it's a great quote about momentum here. Let's see, it's chapter four. Here it is. Momentum is the possession of motion requiring effort and time to stop it. See, what, what does that mean? Momentum is the possession of motion requiring effort and time to stop it, which means that either way, either direction, you have positive momentum or negative momentum, it requires effort to stop it. So if you have negative momentum, like have you ever, do you know people that are constantly having bad things happen to them and bad things happen and bad, 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 right? That's because they have momentum going in the wrong direction. But then you, you look at this other person, like this person, like everything he does turns to gold, right? He, he starts a business and it takes off and he invests in this thing and it like triples and, you know, everything is perfect, right? And that's momentum. That's what it means because requiring effort and time to stop it. Momentum is a huge word, right? Like uh, a body in motion tends to stay in motion, right? But a body in rest tends to stay in rest. That's momentum, right? Isaac Newton's laws, right? A body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body in rest tends to stay in rest. So if you're someone who's doing nothing, they should be not, not surprised if nothing's happening to them. But someone's on the move, on the move, on the move, right? That person has momentum. Chiropractically, momentum is the progress of dis-ease or health requiring time and effort to stop it, right? So if you are a healthy person and you keep on doing healthy things, doing healthy things for yourself, then you're going to create more and more health, right? Uh, but if you're not a very healthy person and you're smoking and you're drinking and you're drugging and you're eating crappy foods, right, then there's no surprise that you have no momentum and either direction, right? So let's say you're going in a bad direction and you're eating bad food and you're smoking, blah, blah, right? And you want to stop that. You've got to, it puts time and effort to change that direction. And you could become in the other direction, but you have to put time and effort to stop it, right? The momentum of either health or dis-ease depends upon survival values, 
which are material values requiring time and change. There is no process that does not require time, right? Which is, that's principle number six uh, in the 33 principles of Stevenson. There is no process that does not require time in either direction, right? And why do I talk to you about this? Because I really want to get into talking about, like what happened last week with the, the tropical storm zipping through our, our area here. <clears throat> I just want to show you something um, that I think is very demonstrative of what we're talking about here. So this is why uh, we didn't have class last week, um, because of this lovely tree that uh, fell right next to our community. Um, and what's fascinating is not only did this tree fall, uh, but if you go up the road, three more trees fell uh, along this road. So there's a total of four giant down trees on wires like this. <clears throat> and we had a bunch of trees in our community too uh, that fell. Um, so, but this is why, um, you know, we did not have uh, uh, power last week or internet. Um, so what is this, what did this come from? This came from the, the tropical storm. Uh, very possibly there might've been like mini tornadoes uh, because there's so many trees down in our one area. It wouldn't have surprised me. There's some like mini tornadoes kind of bouncing, little bouncing tornadoes <clears throat> that kind of smash, 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 smash a bunch of trees down. So 4 a.m. we heard and crack and then the power went out. Um, and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this isn't going to work well for class because uh, I just, you know, sent you guys a message about we're going to be on remotely. Um, oh, well, sorry. Um, so, but this is seven falling over. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I bet you, I mean, I don't know if the winds were, were enough just to knock it down or there might have been these like many tornadoes. But anyway, <clears throat> universal intelligence. Universal intelligence is the intelligence that controls the universe, that keeps the universe kind of going, right? Universal intelligence has universal forces. Universal forces can either be, just like we talked about survival values, universal uh, uh, forces can either be constructive or destructive as well. <clears throat> this is an example of, of a destructive force. A destructive force. In other words, the force of wind or tornado or storm is a destructive force and it came in and it pummeled our area and many of you aside from myself because I got a bunch of emails from you guys um, were out of power um, and it just shows the strength like when nature is mad uh, nature is mad right and nature does not like us very much you can just tell that easily uh, in 2020 would you think that nature is kind of like in the human race? I'd say no. How do we know that? Well, COVID-19, first off, right? How does something like so, isn't that amazing? If you really think about it, the virus is microscopic, yet it's controlling the world right now to some degree. Isn't that amazing that some little itty bitty thing is actually controlling the world, this microscopic thing, right? Regardless of how it came, I have no idea where it came from. Was it bioengineered? at the lab in Wuhan, or did it come from some bat and jump species or whatever, who knows, right? Regardless, it has shown me uh, that, the, the, that Mother Nature is not happy, that Earth, planet Earth is not happy with us, right? How it's ravaging us. The wildfires in California that are destroying so many places in California, in Colorado um, and Washington State, um, and port around Portland, like these wildfires are out of control. Obviously, Mother Nature is not very happy. 
We've had the most hurricanes this year ever make landfall on the United States. Obviously, uh, you know, Mother Earth is not happy with us. So you can see the increase in destruction is occurring as we are getting more <clears throat> divisive <clears throat> and more upset and there's more angst in the world. And as that occurs, I don't think there's a coincidence between that and more destructive nature, natural forces. <clears throat> but universal forces can be positive, right? You can have, so the sun, which is out, was out on this day, right? That's a positive universal force. That's growth. That's nurturance, right? And rain, nice rain, is positive. It's growth. It's nurturance, right? And the air that we breathe is a force, right? As long as it's not 70 miles an hour winds, it's a, it's a good force because we need to breathe that air, right? So, uh, so it's, that's a positive uh, force. But the reason I'm saying that is, talking about this, is because it, there's a reflection on the outside of the planet as to how <clears throat> the planet is responding to us. <clears throat> but that reflection is also on the inside, as we were talking about before. And this constructive survival values or destructive survival values is something we control, right? So we will put in, whatever, whatever we put in will help us or hurt us. And that's the thing that I think, number one, you guys need to learn <clears throat> as chiropractic <clears throat> students, as students of chiropractic, <clears throat> and we're all students of chiropractic, right? <clears throat> so we need to learn how to understand and harness these forces, these universal forces, and these forces that come in. When the universal, and what Stevenson defined, a universal force inside of us is the innate intelligence, right? <clears throat> but we need to do something to make sure that we're harnessing innate intelligence correctly, right? So we need to have good health habits um, and good mind habits. You know, what are you allowing in your mind? <clears throat> Are you allowing destructive thoughts to, to, in your mind? You have destructive habits, <clears throat> whether they are thinking habits or whether they are physical habits. Are you involved in those sort of destructive habits, right? And that's what I think this, this teaches us is like what I want you to look at when you look at this tree down in our neighborhood. I want you to look at this and say, what does my mind look like? What does my body look like? Am I accumulating destruction or am I accumulating construction? Because survival value is the key. Momentum is the key, right? So something like this, right, this tree falling down, <clears throat> it took our momentum away, right? We were going through our normal paces, etc., and we actually had to pull back, right? So for two days, I had no power here in the house. Um, when I went back to the office on Friday, I had no power in the office in the morning. But we adjusted anyway. <clears throat> you know, I, I brought a whole bunch of flashlights from the home. We, um, luckily, my office has a tremendous amount of windows uh, in it. So we just opened up all the you know, windows and, you know, it, it was, we did great. You know, uh, for our new patients, we just didn't take x-rays that morning. Um, and it, everything worked out fabulous and people thought it was fun. Um, and people were appreciative that we were still open, right? Because it wasn't going to just interrupt my momentum. Do you get that? Right? Momentum is everything. 
this survival values is everything. It is really the definition of how we are running our life. Right? I want you to think of it like a bank account. You start, everybody starts at, let's say, example, <clears throat> zero. You really don't start at zero. You actually start positive. But let's just, just make it easy for math. Everybody starts at zero. And then what your parents do with you, hopefully, is going to start adding cumulative. And then what you start doing with yourself as you get a little older, accumulating, 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 including like this, so that you have more and more and more and more and more value. So that when you have these withdrawals, because everybody's going to get a little sick and everybody's going to have colds and this and that and whatever, <clears throat> stomach upsets, you have a little withdrawal, but you can take it. The problem is how big are the withdrawals and how much like value do you have, right? How much momentum have you put in? How much survival value do you have? So even though this knocked out our power for two days, we survived. So luckily, my wife and I, we always planned for this. So we had flashlights here at the house and we had a whole bunch of canned foods and stuff like that, that we would just eat the canned foods because <clears throat> we knew all the stuff in the fridge and the freezer was gonna be gone after a while. So we were, we were ready. We, we ate the stuff that we had to eat. We had water on, yeah, everything was fine, right? And then when the power came back, of course, now we we're thankful, but we had to throw out a whole freezer's worth of food because our whole neighborhood was down. Um, but even the Kroger's down the street was down. <clears throat> it was crazy. Um, so that's, but we had a cumulative, constructive survival value. So we kept on going. We had good momentum, right? And that's the key is that with your, with your momentum and with the deposits that you make in your bank account, you are preparing yourself for the crisis that you know is at some point in time going to occur because everybody gets them. You can't escape them, right? But how you respond to the crisis is the critical factor. And what you've done before the crisis to prepare just in case is the critical factor, right? And that's what I want you to understand. So we adapted, you know, we were supposed to have a midterm this week. Well, we're going to have class this week and midterm next week. We adapted, right? My other classes, I've adapted the same way. You know, I'm, uh, uh, one of my lab classes, the advanced technique, I'm going I'm to do a lab midterm today and we're just not going to cover, not going to have on that lab midterm what was supposed to be covered last week. That's all. We adapt. But the problem is that some people are not good at adapting because either they haven't prepared, right? Their survival value is very low or they haven't built that momentum. And why am I saying this to you guys? Number one is you have got to prepare. You've got to prepare. You've got to prepare your own survival values. What are you doing now to prepare your own survival values? Number one. And number two is what are you doing for your patients to help them prepare for their own survival values? Right? Because the doctor means teacher, right? So we need to teach our patients, our practice members, whatever you want to call them. We need to teach them how to create a cune of constructive survival value because the reason that they're there is because they probably haven't created it enough. The reason I see so many little babies, sick, sick, sick little babies, and not sick like colds and flus, I mean sick like neurologically challenged, seriously neurologically challenged babies. I see so many of them because so many people did not, and through no fault of their own, did not take the time and energy out and effort out yet to say what do we have to do to get to this place in the best possible shape, right? Rather than just existing and waiting for something to happen and, and, and then have a knee-jerk reaction, we need to teach them to be proactive, 
about their life. Because this is going to happen. The trees are going to fall. Uh, power is going to be cut. But what you do about it is depends upon what you've done before, right? What you've accumulated before, right? And it's all about this survival value and the momentum that we've built with it. <clears throat> Got it? All right. <clears throat>